happens to be a lot about me that you don't know, Mr. Smarty Man. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Hey, everybody, back for the second hour. Make sure we're still on the air there. Thank you, Mike, for taking care of that. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Mike Robert's thank God, at the board, making sure that we are here with you. Hope your weekend is off to a great start. We want to continue the fun during the second hour by bringing on a lady we have not had on the show in a while. I've been missing her. And I'm still trying to convince her, I hope she doesn't take too much convincing, to come down to Florida where she would be a smash hit. And, of course, she, Marie Manucheri can stay with us anytime. We've got this studio. We've got her room ready for her. She has her own bath, and we'll put a mint on the pillow. Marie Manucheri, our guest this hour. Lovely. She was one of the last people we saw in Seattle. <laughs> Marie, hold on just a second. I want to say some more good stuff about you here from the back of your book. Marie Manucheri, RN is a nationally known energy intuitive. And that's no hype. I'm telling you, a lot of people claim that. Marie walks her talk. Internationally known. Even internationally. That's yeah. right. She's got a big following in Canada and elsewhere. She gets calls on her show on KKNW Europe, from, from Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Nationally, internationally known energy intuitive and Reiki master who first discovered her gifts for energetic healing, not to mention mediumship, while working as a registered oncology nurse. In addition to her private practice in Seattle, she leads popular workshops and hosts the very popular radio program, the Marie Manucheri Show, where energy and medicine meet. And we meet up with her today after a long hiatus. Glad we could get her today. She's a busy lady and hard to book, but here she is, Marie Manucheri. Marie, my dear, how are you doing? I am wonderful. It's so lovely to hear both of your voices. I miss you guys. And you too. I, I, I said. Uh, I said a moment ago. I think you were one of the last people in Seattle we even saw. The three of us went out to dinner, and then we moved. I, I know. I know. And you two are loving Florida, having a wonderful time there. Well, we are. We love it as much as anybody from Seattle can love sunshine and eighty degrees in February. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. So, so you're really loving it because it's it's kind of cold outside in Seattle. Oh, but as I often say, likewise, Marie, and as I like to say, that we can't wait to get up there for summer because whereas Florida is the place to be in winter, summertime in the Seattle area is absolutely gorgeous. It's the best weather in the country, and people would flock there more than they do already if they knew truly how gorgeous it is by contrast with the, the swelter and the baking heat, depending on where you are elsewhere in the country. Oh, I agree. You know, um, the Northwest is a magical place, but in the summer, you don't want to be anywhere else. A lot of people don't travel in August and September, you know, late summer, early fall, just because you don't want to miss the fantastic weather here and all the beauty. It really is stunning. The last time we talked to you on Air Marie was when your book was first coming out, Intuitive Self-Healing, Achieve Balance and Wellness Through the Body's Energy Centers. We were fortunate, of course, to get a copy, a signed copy, which we <laughs> read cover to cover. And I want to ask you how what's happening with your book and your workshops and if you're working on another book. 
I am working on my second book, and the book was translated into German and Russian. Um, it'll be released in Russian, actually, at the end of this year. And other uh, foreign countries are looking at translation rights right now. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, it's really adorable to get a book um, completely written in German. It's your book. It's a very, they even, um, the German <laughs> publisher even changed the cover. It looks so pretty. It has all these chakras on it. And so it's, I'm hoping to have a lineup of, you know, all these different covers and <laughs> languages on my bookshelf. So it's doing great. I'm traveling a lot. Um, and I'm doing um, some keynote addresses for Healing Touch in Chicago and in Seattle. I'll be in Virginia and North Carolina. I'll be at the beautiful Holly Hawk Cortez Island in June. I'll be in Toronto in the fall. So I'm very, 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 very busy. But having, having a wonderful time. It's, I didn't think I would enjoy traveling as much as I do. I'm kind of a homebody. I work out of my home. Um, I still live in the same home that I've raised my children in. Um, but I really like getting on the airplane and just chilling and then meeting a whole bunch of people I've never met before. It's a really exhilarating experience. And I think that you're catching a wave, Marie. This is great timing on your part because what I've noticed, and I think I've gained a deeper appreciation since I moved to Florida, maybe just because I'm paying a little more attention to it, but it seems to me, Marie, that the idea of intuitive self-healing and more generally energy work has become not a cliche so much as it's it's still it's more common it's coming alive yeah. it's commonplace it's yeah. one acceptance and it's moving into the mainstream in a way that i for one wouldn't have predicted say 10 years ago <laughs> well it's lovely to hear that i couldn't agree more i even when i'm in virginia i get to um have the honor of speaking to the faculty um of the nursing school and some other health areas I don't know all of the faculty members that will be at the talk, but I could spend a whole hour talking about intuitive health at the University of Virginia. So it really is moving into mainstream. But I think overall mysticism is, and our, the idea that we're all intuitive and that we have this birthright to connect to our inner wisdom, I think that that's what's catching fire, that we, you know, we don't always have to look to others. Certainly we could be taught if we want from others and be guided and, and perhaps get some help, but that we each have an undeniable source within us that is always available to us, always, you know, wanting to offer the best um, solution to any problem. And we're learning to believe that and rely on it. And we're learning to hook into it so that it can um, help us to make our best choices in life. Learning to hook into it. I think you've, you've hit on the phrase right there because as Gary and I have talked with a number of people lately on air, they are saying much the same thing. I think years ago, if anybody had said that, you know, I have a, an intuition or a psychic ability, I mean, I would have laughed and, and doubled over uh, <laughs> laughing. But it, it just seems like I've, I've heard it so often now that everybody has that capability. And it again, I always reference like playing piano. Everybody can learn how to play piano. They can learn how to play a musical instrument. It doesn't mean we're all born with that facility. We're not all Mozarts writing symphonies at six years old, but you can get instruction. And so it seems that people are looking to get instruction on how to tap into their higher consciousness in order to resolve 
their own issues, whether they are physical, mental, or emotional. And it's exactly what you're talking about with self-healing, is using your higher consciousness to do that. And I think it is becoming more accepted. And I'm I'm really liking seeing that. Even, even um, uh, you know, Gary's doctor, he's an MD, but he very much believes in uh you know tapping into your own consciousness for that self-healing and i love seeing that marriage of energy work and medicine and that's exactly what you've been talking about for how many years now on air yeah but, uh, i'm not sure how long i've been on the radio but maybe five six years um on the air um but yes i i so agree you know because i love all sorts of medicine i truly do i love conventional medicine i'm grateful that we have the tools and the techniques that we have when we need that type of approach in our body. I love holistic medicine because I truly believe in prevention. And I think if, if people were more attuned to their own body, they would know what's working for them and what's not. They could avoid certain foods. They could take the necessary supplements. Maybe their body needs more water. Maybe their body loves green tea. Maybe it needs a particular type of exercise. But I, I do believe that we do know, we absolutely do know, and that whole plugging in, because we're truly beings of light and and that light that that we are is inside of us and so it's not outside certainly we can listen to other people but ultimately i think we need to be the ones who make the final decision about what's in our best interest for our health and well-being and i agree i think medicine is is starting to get this wave not because it's being taught in medical school not because it's being taught in nursing school that i'm aware of anyway but because individuals are not completely fulfilled by what their health practitioners are telling them and they're searching for answers that somehow make them feel more confident and whole and and they have a positive feeling about the direction they're going in for their healing physically. Marie, I want to uh, bring up something that seems totally off topic, but there is a point here. (laughs) You'll, You'll wonder, where's he going with this? But you'll soon see. Here in Florida, the soil is very sandy, and that is just lizard heaven. Lots and lots of lizards around here. So I have a chance to watch them and admire the way they do their business in lizard land. And one of the things I notice, and of course I've been told about this since I was a kid, that with many lizards, if you pull off their tail, for example, or you just hold them by it, they will actually snap it off so that they can break free. And they know instinctively they can do that and grow a new tail. I've always found that amazing because if human beings lose a limb, well, there you are. You know, you're going to have to get a a prosthetic device and you just make the best of it. But here in your book, Intuitive Self-Healing, you talk about this tremendous capacity that the human body has to heal itself. I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where, like a lizard, you know, they snap off your tail or you snap it off to get away and you grow a new one or a new leg or a new arm. But what about the the limits as you see it in your professional capacity? What are the boundaries or the limits of self-healing in the human body at this stage of our evolution? Mm, I, I think it's a really individual. I don't think there are any limits. And I'll explain an energetic reason behind that. I mean, yes, I wish we could grow brand new arms and legs and breasts and livers and all of those things. I think that would be amazing. And as our consciousness expands, when we become more curious and we're not limited by our linear mind that tells us that we can't have amazing health if a part of our body is ill, as we begin to merge into that uncontrolled new reality, then things change for us. Just like at one point we believed that the earth was, you know, flat. We didn't um, think that it was round. And of course, 
when we realized that, it changed our whole consciousness. So I, I think that there are no limits to what could um, materialize and change. I see patients all the time, people who have been diagnosed with terminal illnesses, who literally change their whole life, even if their disease doesn't completely go away. And, but yet they live normal and healthy lives, some with their disease completely gone, and some with their disease still there, but not growing or advancing. And they don't need to stay on um, harsh chemicals. They're happier, happier than they were before they got sick, which is kind of the, the reason why we get illnesses. It's the same reason why people have failed relationships or financial problems. It, it's all because something is coming into our life to, to help us wake up so that our consciousness expands beyond the limitation or the terrifying thing that's scaring the heck out of us so that we can evolve. But when we look at the human body and the auric field, the first layer of the aura um, is literally a hologram. It's the auric field closest to you, and it's a representation of your entire body down to every cell, every DNA particle, uh, every organ in complete and total health. So even if a person has a limb removed, they still have that limb floating around in this beautiful hologram uh, around their body, and that limb is reminding the body what health looks like. Like the liver, if, if it's sick, it's still reminding the body what health looks like. So tuning in and being present and being grounded allows us to pull in the necessary physiology we need for our own body so that on the physical level it can function just as well, even when we're missing or when we have health issues in our body. That is a very encouraging sign because as long as we don't blow ourselves up on this planet, <laughs> I've always wondered how far we could go with the ability of humans to heal themselves as well as each other. And without this intervention of pharmaceuticals, I mean, I have high blood pressure and I take some pills and my doctor, Fred Harvey, up the road here, great guy, wants to get me off of those. But you know what, Marie, when I was in the hospital, I mean, uh, back in 2007, I had a subdural hematoma and if it weren't handled properly, you're on time. Oh, man, I, I could have checked out. Right. And so they told me, well, you'll be taking these the rest of your life. And when I mentioned that comment from a doctor in Seattle to my doctor here in Sarasota, he said, well, I don't believe that. I don't see any reason why that should be true. You know, that's what I love if we can get our conventional doctors, you know, because you had a life-threatening situation and you're taking a responsible medication to prevent that from happening again. That's wise. Yes, there are holistic remedies because even pharmacology is made from original things in our earth, you know, plants and, and all of those beautiful things, but they shift it and make it artificial. It's not original from a plant anymore. They copy it in the lab. And that's why we have problems with it and side effects. It, it's certainly very, it sometimes can work faster than holistic medicine. So that's why we need it for acute care. But yes, can we, you know, when you're stable and your body's doing well and your numbers are good for you, can you then substitute it with a holistic remedy that doesn't have as many side effects? And when you're under the care of a physician who's, who's wise and open like yours, he's going to be watching you. If you decide to make that shift, he'll say, oh, okay, Gary, this is great. You're holding your numbers. Everything's going lovely. We can maintain this holistic route. And if for some reason it's not, we have pharmacology that will help you stay um, healthy as well. So that's what I think we're looking for and wanting as we grow in our awareness of healing is, is that we have a lot of options to us, and we need educated people who aren't scared. Because it's a big problem why we have health issues on the earth plane, too, is because we're terrified. We heard the word in a subdermal hematoma, and we hear cancer or MS uh, or things of that nature, stroke, Alzheimer's, and we just go into terror. 
And that's not good for the body either. We need to recognize that our body's talking to us. It may have created an illness or it might be on the road to creating one. But we are the masters. We're in charge of our own bodies and we can change anything. Well, thank you for saying that because I hope everybody really took that in, in that, you know, the fear, it actually, um, actually attracts more of the negativity and sends you really down the wrong road. Whereas if you have an, a problem which is, um, you know, beginning and you can address it in a, in a practical, logical way, without running completely scared i like the fact that you said you have a wide range of things at your disposal and you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. i have often really downplayed you know pharmacology with my eyes rolling like you know big pharma big pharma big agra you know and i start getting on a soapbox but as you said you know those things are needed at times and it's good to have the entire spectrum available and not really shut anything down and i like that yeah i mean if if for some reason you know plaque builds in my arteries uh i'm so thrilled we have skilled surgeons who can go in and do bypass surgery and extend the my life expectancy i'm i'm grateful for that and i mean i think there is a, a place because of our consciousness we're not evolved enough to even walk out of our bodies we have to wait till they deteriorate or are injured so severely that we die because this isn't a permanent reality it's a temporary one the, the place that we live on here on earth and and some point we'll be so conscious that we can walk out without killing the body be able to walk out and go into another dimension when we're ready when we've decided we've had um, enough fun here on planet earth and uh, so until that time comes yeah we, we need everything but I think we need to be to feel empowered to make those choices ourselves. A nursing friend of mine once said the goal is to die healthy. And I, I looked Ooh. at her like I had no idea what she was talking about. But she said that is the goal. I thought it was healthy. to die rich. What is this health business? <laughs> she said you don't want to be in a hospital. You don't want to be suffering. You don't want to have a disease. You don't want to have an accident. You just, as you said, if it's time to leave your body, it's time to walk out and leave your body. And so that's the second time I've heard that in my life. We need to take a break, Marie. So please hang Hang on, and we're, it's going to be a short break now. When we come back, more with Marie Manucherry, Intuitive Self-Healing, and our conversation this morning on Manson Mitchell. Stay tuned to Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Close your eyes in Chicago, and you can hear the sound of zebra braying in Africa. Look hard out your window in D.C., and you can see the snow-covered peaks of the Andes. The world is that small. We are that connected. Please visit earthshare.org and learn how the world's leading environmental groups are working together. Earthshare. One environment. One simple way to care for it all. A public service message from Earthshare and the Ed Council. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Nell's Healing Ministry, we cover the world of animals. This week... February 24th, it's the last Sunday of the month, and that means it's Shelter, Rescue Sanctuary, and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check on the birds in Bellingham at Mollywood Avian Sanctuary and the horses in Marysville at All Breed Equine Rescue, plus a couple of new interviews, all on Martha 
Fox Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29 years old and have a career that I love as a systems analyst. Career. It still sounds cool to say that word. I never could have gotten on this path without a college degree. And if the college me were here, he'd tell you. I never would have gotten to college without Big Brothers Big Sisters. I could have ended up anywhere, on the streets even. But college? Joe Thompson? Not likely. My big brother helped me out. He taught me I could do anything. At a time when a lot of people were saying just the opposite. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. You're listening to the refreshingly different Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. After I died and the makeup had dried, I went back to my place. No moon that night, but a heavenly light shone on my face. Still I thought it was odd, there was no sign of God just to usher me in. Then a voice from above, sugar-coated with love, said, let us begin. You got to pull out the phone first, and then you wait in the line. You got to pull out the phone first, and then you wait in the line. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest, Marie Manucheri. Marie, in addition to your book, Intuitive Self-Healing, you also have a CD program. Could you say a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a six-CD lesson program called How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides. Um, it's, it was really fun. I um, recorded it in Boulder with Sounds True. Uh, so it's one of my favorite things to do. It's full of tools and techniques and meditation so that you can, you know, understand what it feels like for you as an individual to have that connection to your spirit guides and then how to ask for information and how to receive it. So it was a lot of fun. Very good. Maria, I wanted to ask you, and this is by way of easing into the part of the hour where we'll start taking phone calls. If you're interested in talking to Marie Manucheri about issues concerning your own health maybe you want to know more about self-healing more about the book maybe and this is going to lead into my next question maybe you want to hear from somebody on the other side as you know if you listen to 1150 kknw and the marie manu cherry show you know that she excels at mediumship and i've known many many mediums and i would put her right at the top if you're interested in getting a message from a loved one that is available in the second half hour and we're coming up on it you can dial 425 373 5527. That's from anywhere. 425 373 5527. If you're in Western Washington, why not call toll free at 1 888 298 5569 and we will put you in touch with Marie Manucheri. So that'll be a lot of fun in our second half hour, just a few minutes away. Marie, I did want to talk to you. Now, here, uh, this it's amazing to me you if you did nothing but mediumship you would be a big success if you did nothing but healing with your rn background and now writing intuitive self healing and going around the country talking about this healing modality teaching it you're going to be appearing at a workshop there university of virginia founded by thomas jefferson you're speaking at the nursing school that's a pretty big deal if you did only that 
you would be a big success. But you do both. And I am wondering, being who you are and the way you are in the world, how do you manage to merge or at least straddle those two different fields? One having to do with energy healing and the other purely metaphysical and very controversial mediumship. <laughs> to me, it's kind of all the same thing. I'm highly clairvoyant. So when I'm looking at someone's body and their organs and their energy system, I can't help but to see a dead loved one that's standing right next to them. So for me, it all goes together. I did see energy in the body first and dis-ease. And then probably within less than a year, you know, I can't remember the exact time frame, I started to see people standing next to the people that I was talking to or working on, and I can see them so well that I would describe them. Uh, and then people go, oh, my God, that's my mom or my Aunt Gertrude or my best, best friend Toby who died when he was 15. Um, and, and what I found out is it's an extension of healing because people, a lot of people miss their loved ones terribly. And I think it's perfectly normal to continue a relationship with their loved ones even after they've left their body. And people on the other side believe this because they can see us, hear us, and feel us at any moment. There's no separation for them, and they don't need a medium to communicate. I think that as we become more conscious, everyone will be able to see, hear, or feel their loved ones from their pets to their, you know, distance or close relatives. Um, and I think it will be very comforting for humans. Um, but in my line of work, helping people have a conversation with their loved ones can be very healing. It can be great for their pancreas or their liver or their blood or their bones. It's just, and for me, it's another extension of healing. Um, so it's kind of all in the same kit and caboodle. Although, you know, sometimes I do just sessions for mediumship. People, you know, call the office and they've lost a loved one and they don't want an energy session. So I'll just do a medium session here in the home. And um, so I do do that as well. Do you ever do galleries, Marie, where you'll sit down with maybe half a dozen people that pay you for your time and your services in order for all of them to get a message? Is that something you're comfortable doing? Yeah, I'd love to do it. I haven't done it, but it sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm, You know, I love my work so much. It's, it's a high for me. It brings me incredible joy. I love it maybe as much as I love my kids, which was my first love in life. And I wanted children so bad. I married the first person who asked me and made him get me pregnant really quick so that I, I mean, really, I had a contract. I had him sign a contract while he was still in college because he was very smart. He goes, I think I should graduate from college first before we start having children. So his very last year in college, I already had our first child. And when he graduated, I was pregnant with our second. So I, I love being a mother and I love having children. And so it's just so wonderful to have another love in my life because my children are grown now and they have very independent exciting lives of their own so i'm just so blessed that i have something else in my life that i love almost as much and now here's something i never asked you before marie your daughters do you sense that they have the gift do they have the shining like the same <laughs> way that you have it to any degree um i do believe that everyone's intuitive and it is something that my children and i work with all the time in fact i you know i quiz them everyone so, so hey you ever want to take over the family business you know, down the road. And so far, I don't have any takers. They are very in intellectual. My oldest is a, is a civil engineer. She works at Boeing. My middle daughter is working on her PhD in agriculture. She lives in Texas right now. And my youngest just got accepted to the University of Washington Law School. So they're very intellectual people, um, very driven like their mom, or maybe they're even more driven than I am. Um, 
but it's something that they believe in and then we use and work together with all the time. What I intuitively know, for sure, I don't know which kid, is I do see at least one grandchild who may be taking my place <laughs> in the future. But I, ha I haven't closed the doors to the girls because I didn't know that I would work in this field or that I even had the abilities that I have until I was in my late 30s. So, you know, who knows what will happen with the girls. But definitely there's a grandchild that's not been born yet that um, I, I hope to mentor and, of course, to learn a lot from as well. I was interested when you were talking about the various places you're going to be, Marie, one of them being the University of Virginia, because Gary and I were in that area. We went to Thomas Jefferson's home, Monticello, last April for my birthday week. I have the same birthday as Thomas Jefferson, and so I felt an affinity with him for quite a long time. And um, how did you happen to connect with the University of Virginia? Well, you know, one of the great things about having a radio show is that people write in and say, hey, could you come here and give a talk? And, you know, because I'm very open to traveling around the country uh, or abroad and giving a talk. And there's a beautiful festival, an annual festival in Virginia called the Festival of the Book. And over 20,000 people attend it annually. And so someone in North Carolina who goes to this festival every year wrote me and said, you know, my friend owns a bookstore in uh, Charlottesville, and cause you have to have someone who's going to support you, so, you, so they sponsor you, and then you apply to the Virginia Festival of the Book, and thankfully, they let me in, and they said, yes, come give a talk, we'd love to have you here in Virginia, um, which is wonderful, and um, someone from the university found out, and so I'm actually going to be giving four talks and teaching two workshops while I'm in the area in North Carolina and three different areas in Virginia. We really enjoyed our trip to Virginia last year. It's a very pretty state. It's hilly. It has a lot of uh, forest, a lot of trees. And it's so rich with history. It, Just incredible. Right, right. We enjoyed it. We toured around there between Williamsburg and uh, Yorktown and Monticello. And it's a, it's a fun place to be. Have you been to Virginia before? I never have. And I can't wait. It, okay. I think it is gorgeous, even though, you know, I haven't been there, but obviously you have and you agree that it was stunning yeah and the people seem so nice i haven't even been there yet but i can just feel their kindness yes they are they are very it's southern hospitality at its finest it really is now marie being a medium oh my god when you go to some of these places which are steeped in revolutionary war history and the civil war richmond virginia of course being the seat of the confederacy the capital with all of that going on all you have to do is Open the blinds a little bit there when you're walking around. I know you have to be careful about that or you would be engulfed, but you could see as much as you wanted to, lady, I'm quite sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be really fun, especially since we've had a lot of time in between, you know, the present day and the Civil War. Um, in fact, so many people now have fun reenacting the Civil War, so there's more joy about it. You know, it's not as heavy. There are parts of the, of the world, like, you know, parts of in Germany and parts of Cambodia that, um, I know tra traveling and touring and into those, you know, really sad times we've had in life would not be comfortable for me because they're still kind of fresh in our history. Um, but yeah, this shouldn't uh, bother me and I'll just have fun looking at and seeing and talking to whatever's moving. <laughs> it should be really fun. <laughs> So when, when you go to places like this, I guess I'm asking by way of wanting to know how you do what you do. If you were walking along a historical site, and you'll see, as I say, plenty of them in Virginia, this whole trip probably, 
when you see those, do you communicate with the spirits that now is an okay time to tell me your story or reveal yourself to me? And other times you kind of have to hold a hand up and say, no, not now. I do have a rule, although I'm definitely going, I've already asked that that rule be put on pause when I'm in Virginia and in, in the area. I have a rule that um, when I'm in my non-work time period, that the other side is not to interrupt me unless it's an emergency so that I can really just enjoy myself. Like this morning, I took a bar three class and then I went to my favorite coffee shop. And if I was talking to everyone who's walking around, because there's, you know, the other side is only three feet away from our physical body. We literally walk into each other's worlds all the time. If I were to take the time to have a conversation with everyone or acknowledge them, I, w I wouldn't be able to concentrate on my exercise or order the right, you know, cup of tea. So, um, and they're pretty good. The other side is, is really great at not bothering me and letting me have my own individual happiness and joy without the disruption of a very busy afterlife. That makes sense to me. It does because I can try to put myself in your shoes with a little empathy and imagine that life would be quite chaotic. How would you go through a normal day? I mean, if, even if you go to the supermarket and you're trying to shop, if you don't have those boundaries or those filters, then you're at the effect of all these manifold spirits that are always trying to get through to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And so when it happens, which is rare, I know it's an emergency. I mean, I know, like, okay, even though I'm, I'm this is annoying me because I can feel like a little bit of leak of energy when I'm trying to hold my energy and re-energize myself through just enjoying nature and my own downtime. I can kind of feel like like this pull on me. Um, but when it happens, which, again, thankfully is very rare, it really is an emergency. I mean, like, there's something really going on. And there isn't anybody else available in the moment. And so I'll take a few deep breaths because it's usually when I'm in public, too. So I have to, like, introduce myself to a stranger who knows nothing about me. It's different when people come to my home and they, they already know who I am and they have, they're comfortable for the most part about whatever's going to happen. But when I have to have a conversation with someone who knows nothing about me, it's awkward, to say the least. <laughs> so thankfully, it doesn't happen often. I think it's been several years since I've had an emergency moment um, and maybe because I'm out in the world teaching so much that people can come to a class um, or call the show you know there's so much outward going on that um, my private time is really um, private for me. Marie I have a question which ties in both with the mediumship and kind of back to your book on intuitive self-healing and that is my understanding or I, I want to ask you about your understanding of when we're alive in this dimension, and you're saying, you know, the other dimension is, is just really close by, we've decided we're going to inhabit this 3D physical form. And I'm wondering if we are somehow connected to that um, prime source or that, um, you know, whatever it is that is, you know, throughout the universe because where do we get energy from? Mm. I, you talk about the chakra system, and our, our listeners are, are pretty well-versed on what, you know, the chakras are. But is that where energy comes into from us? Yeah, the chakras receive and transmit vital life force energy. And universal life force energy, which is the particles that move into our body, you know, they could be 
very teeny tiny electrons and protons and all kinds of energy particles. But the universe is full of it, chocked full of it. So it's everywhere around us all the time. Universal life force energy is very pure, doesn't have emotions in it. It's neutral. It's, it's like fresh, almost like doing a fresh load of laundry and, and smelling the cleanness of it as you take it out of the dryer. Um, but it's very, very fresh. Humans have a hard time receiving. We know how to do it lonely, broke, sad, sick. We have a hard time doing it while we dance in our magnificence. And so not very many people know how to receive energy into their body. But, yes, the chakras are meant for absorbing this universal life force energy, moving it in the body. Um, if we get out of the way and allow ourselves to be free and appreciate and value who we are as, as beings. And then the chakras also release stagnant energy that's part of their job. Along with the seven primary chakras, we have over 3,000 minor chakras in the body. And their job is to release um, stagnant energy, um, energy that we no longer need or that's, um, right. I believe stagnant energy is really uh, repressed emotions. So if we feel our emotions, whatever they are, authentically, not through the brain, but through our, um, our emotional feeling centers, then we release the stagnant energy. And, and if we do this often, then we're having this great absorption and then release. Great absorption and release. And that's another thing that keeps our body healthy. Well, you said that energy is actually all all around us to be absorbed, which was kind of interesting. So we're like little sponges. And I was thinking about how we're supposed to be corded in some way to to our source. And so I was trying to reconcile those two ideas between the chakra system and being corded to our source. Because I would think if you're on the other side and you're not in a physical form, you don't necessarily have chakras. Right. Well, your chakra system leaves with you when you um, when you die and your and your body's as your body's dying, your energy system, including your chakras, leave. They okay. They, yeah, they go off. I've never energy. heard that. Yeah, I've been yeah. around so many people dying because of my old profession. Um, I'm still a licensed registered nurse in the state of Washington, which is wonderful. I'm hoping that continues because we're having some changes in our laws about that. Um, but I've been at the bedside of a lot of people passing. It's been an honor, quite frankly, and an amazing experience. And so I've, I've watched the body as it's died. And so the chakras leave your body. Your whole energy system goes to the other side. It will be configured differently um, in terms of what's used in what way like humans really need to be grounded it's very important that we receive energy from the earth because we are in physical forms and we live off of this physical planet when your energy system's on the other side your root chakra has a different capacity i don't completely understand that yet because i'm so in love with the human race i don't spend a lot of time looking at the energy system of the other side um perhaps maybe uh the chakras then have you know different components, different uh, ways that they're calibrated now that there's not a physical reality to, to support one's body because we don't have the body anymore. But yeah, it all goes with you, your chakra system. In fact, when people die of really, you know, they take a long time to die and they have a really horrific disease. So I love what you said, Suzanne, about your friend who's a nurse who said, you, you know, you, you don't want to let the body get sick before you die. I just love that. I, I'm not saying it the way you did, but I'm, I love it. So I can't wait to repeat it. Uh, or if we get injured, you know, shot or get in a car accident, if there's mangling in the body, um, the energy is distorted. And, and so there's healers, of course, in every dimension. 
And I'll say that human beings' energy, as it goes to the other side, um, go into these really beautiful healing chambers where healers work on the person's energy before they kind of have a free-for-all on the other side so that they can be in the healthiest, most fulfilling way for them energetically. Well, you, I think she wants you to repeat something. Well, there. I heard the word repeat. No, well, what I said was <laughs> the goal is to die healthy, but yeah, I, I like I what... I like what you just said about healing because I I don't know that you know this but my dad passed away in January oh, sorry. and 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 rather suddenly from lung cancer it was extremely aggressive and so I can now picture that on the other side they were healing up that aggressive lung cancer before he got welcomed to his party. And so I like what you said about that, too, because it gave me something to think about with regard to his being on the other side now. Well, you know, it's interesting. You're, when you die fast like your dad did, there's not as much damage, really. And he was older. He was elderly. So some of his, you know, functioning like his liver and his kidneys was already slowing down. Um, so he didn't really need a lot of healing work. Your mom on the other side did. <laughs> Your mom's energy ah. needed more healing work because her body went through more, um, more challenges, more difficult right. for a longer period of time. So your dad really didn't need the healing chamber. He, he did go in because your mother made him. <laughs> you know, even though I, I can't remember if your parents were, you know, still together before they died or not. But No, they weren't. Yeah, yeah. he said she's still kind of bossy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if no he was bossy or not, but that's what he said. And so he went into the chamber and had some fun. He said he really enjoyed it, felt delicious, but he he spent just hours there where your mother's energy had to spend a few months there. Yeah. Well, Marie, thank you for saying that. And that's very insightful, too, as far as, uh, you know, a disease which maybe takes a long time on this side versus one that it takes a short time on this side and how that translates to the other side as well. Marie, we're going to take our last break of the hour. We'll come back. I will give the numbers one more time. If you would like to avail yourself of Marie being on our show today, if you would like to hear from somebody on the other side, maybe you have a healing-related question. Either way, this is your opportunity. The numbers are 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington at one 298 five five six nine we'll hook you up with marie and we have other questions besides so let us take a short break and more with marie manucherry on the other side as it were manson mitchell we are your happy hosts glad you're with us today enjoying your weekend on alternative talk 1150 kknw This is Terry Loving of LovingVisions.com. You've heard that the current social media tools available like Facebook and Twitter can be hugely effective at increasing the number of visitors to your site and drive success to your business. They are just the tip of the iceberg. Contact me and we can create an internet marketing plan step-by-step -step to make your website your best, most effective employee 24 hours a day. Call 206-200-0914 or visit lovingvisions.com. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Sign up for early notice about future shows on a spam-free listserv. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. 
If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Manson Mitchell welcomed Jeff Bellinger Friday morning to talk about the world's most haunted places. And on Saturday morning, Becky Walsh joins us from London with how to tap into your intuition instantly. Then astrologer Christopher Renstrom joins us revealing what the stars say is in store for you. Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Clock says it's time to close, but we have another 10 minutes with Marie Manucheri, and we have some callers on the line as well. We're going to get through as many as we can in as short a time as we can. And let's first bring on Carmen from Seattle. Carmen, say hello to Marie Manucheri today. Hi, Carmen. Carmen, oh, are you there? I'm sorry, I didn't hear my name. <laughs> sorry. Do you have a question, Carmen? Uh, yes, Marie. Um, I um, let's see. I want to move back to Texas, which is where my family is, mm -hmm. but I have a son here. He's 36, and he's been living with me on and off for the last 10 years. Um, he, he had a really bad accident when he was 21 that left him pretty mangled up, but he also goes into some depression. Mm -hmm. He reminds me a lot of my mother, who's on the other side, who had similar issues going on, and so I'm, a, I'm not, I feel... I'm not sure if I'm supposed to move back to Texas and leave him by himself here. He doesn't have any other family. Mm -hmm. I, that's what keeps me from going. Mm -hmm. So I'm very conflicted. Marie, what, Marie, what do you think about that? Well, my, my first thought was go, because you have to let go. It's like you're holding on to him. It's almost like, and I, and I mean no disrespect, by the way, it's almost like you're enabling him to need more support. Um, because, you know, he has recovered uh, physically at least from what I can see. And, and so I think that if you give him some space, he could start to create more other things that are interesting and fun for him in his life. So I get go. Worst case scenario, you can always return, but I think that he needs a break and you need a break. You need to go out and have more fun just for you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I, I think it would be a really great thing. You've, you've been so worried. You're a lovely mother, but you've been holding on and he's really okay. Okay. That's good to hear. <laughs> Do you see a connection between my mother and him? Uh, um, I mean, they are in my mind different um, because, and I mean no, no disrespect when I talk about your mom, um, I, I think that she was a little bit more ornery than your son is how I would describe her. Um, so there is and there isn't. It's, it's almost like if you could see your son differently and not hold him in that comparison, that could be really great for his energy system. Start to feel and see him the way you, you wish him to be, you know, very happy, really fulfilled, 
motivated in life, enjoying his days. Hold that energy instead of worrying about him and worried that some of your mom's DNA particles went into him and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, that's what I would work on, and that's also a way to let go so that he can be his own original, unique self. Okay. Wow. That's great advice, not only for Carmen, but for anybody who's listening. So thank you for that. And thank you for the call, Carmen. And thank you, all three of you. Thank you so much. All right. We have Susan calling from Brennan, Washington. Susan, say hi to Marie Manucherry. And do you have a specific question this morning? Good afternoon, Marie. Yes, I do. Um, I've been going through a number of years of some rather dynamic uh, changes inside choosing different paths, uh, trying to try different things in life. And I guess I, along the way I haven't paid a lot of attention to some of the messages and they end up being a two-by-four hitting me between the eyes. Yeah. Last day, <laughs> I had a really nasty two-by-four that hit me between the eyes and it basically laid me flat yeah. for the last six or seven months. I'm so sorry. I'm in, I'm in a, your health issues, by the way, which are difficult to uh, even completely treat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. They're not easy at all. Here's what I'm seeing. Outside of, first of all, your org field is a little contracted. It, from a textbook perspective, when I'm teaching, I like people to imagine the org field seven feet in, um, in diameter, you know, because it's this beautiful ball of light, if you will, that surrounds us. Um, you, you contract yours to about five feet. And, and in truth, what I would love is for people to extend their org field three city blocks. Because your auric field is just a natural protective mechanism. It's just your energy. It's kind of like skin, how skin naturally protects us from back bacteria and, and all kinds of interesting things like that. And so when the auric field is contracted, then we're more susceptible. We don't have this awareness of like, oh, this is the restaurant I should eat for. These are the supplements that I should pick up. Because we can feel, you know, three city blocks in front of us. We can then take an awareness into our, our mind um, about what is n the next best step to take. And usually we contract our fields from fear. And the field that you um, put the most contraction to is the fifth layer of your auric field, which many times is referred to as the divine plan. So there's something about your divinity, your life purpose that makes you uncomfortable. You believe in it, you know it's there, but I think you're afraid to step into it. I think it would be wonderful to start to repeat um, a very simple phrase silently or out loud throughout your day for like two to three minutes, I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. And even imagine that fifth layer of your field, it looks like cobalt blue, it's about five and a half feet away from you if we we're going to look at the org field from a textbook perception. And um, just be comfortable in that gorgeous blue, even if it's like water for you. It doesn't matter how you perceive it. Be comfortable and repeat, I am safe, I am safe, because I think it's going to help your health enormously and help you to kind of be more on track of your life purpose. Looks like we uh, lost Carmen, but we, okay. can, we can move on. Great. That was a pretty that complete was, that reading. Was Susan. That was Susan. Well, thank you very much. Um, we've just got a couple of minutes, but why don't we go ahead and try and get in one more caller, and that is Grace from Asheville, North Carolina, and you're going to be in Asheville. So, I Grace, say am. hello to Marie Manucherry, and what is your question, and make it very short and succinct. Hi, Marie. This is Grace. Hi, and Grace. I'm getting ready to move to Seattle, and... Oh. I'm I'm going back and forth between big excitement about it and then um, 
doubt and fear and contraction about it. And <laughs> I wondered if, if you had any um, insight into how I can stay in the faith and the trust and the yeah. excitement. Because what I'm being told, I love your energy, by the way. You have a lot of bright light inside of you. And, and you have been guided to make this move. I mean, on a soulful level, you know that it's in your best interest. And so when the fear comes across, it's, it's important when this happens to us about anything, because even um, things that we need to make quick changes about, the universe doesn't communicate through fear. It's, intuition is a very neutral experience. It's not a fearful one. And so the fear is not your intuition, number one. Mm -hmm. and, and you need to just go back to those moments where you felt held and you felt in grace about this decision to move to Seattle. Mm -hmm. it, it, just go back to that place and tell your body, no, this is, the truth of it, in fact, get out of your mind when you want to go back to that grace and just allow your awareness to fall into the second chakra just below the belly button and hold your essence there while you expand into that grace because then you'll get more information about why this is an important move for you, you know, why you're making this transition to a, a completely part of the world. Do you have family that lives here? Um, my girlfriend lives there. Oh, perfect. So that's family. That's family. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, no, it, it feels like a really interesting thing, and you just need to go back to this place. This is good for you to learn so that you won't go into anxiety as you make other changes in your life that are very supportive and loving for you. <laughs> Marie, yeah. well, let me jump in here really quickly. Grace, uh, let me just extend a welcome. You're going to love Seattle. Fabulous town. What I suspect, Marie, is that Grace is going to intensify her development her self-development self-healing intensify her experience of life it happened to me and so many people i know when you go to seattle things happen to you and they can be dramatic but they always seem to be for your highest good i agree it's a wonderful place thank you and grace when you when you get to seattle in addition to listening to manson mitchell on friday and saturday Catch the Marie Manucherry Show Thursday, 9 a.m. in the morning. It'll be a good connection for you when you get there. And thank you for calling today. Thanks so much, Grace. Thank you. Um, we, we want to apologize to any callers that are still holding. We have run out of time. Please call us again, and we'll put you at the top of the list next time. Marie, thank you so much for being with us today. And I want to ask you one more time how people can connect with you online and what you have going on in Seattle. Ah, yes. Um, energyintuitive.com is my website. All my events are there. You can listen to the radio show through the website. Um, and, of course, all my products are listed there, the book, Intuitive Self-Healing, and numerous CDs and DVD packages and all of those lovely things are available. Um, I'm teaching a Reiki workshop next weekend here in Seattle. Um, I think there was only one space left on yesterday, so I, there isn't a lot of room in that class. In the summer, I will be teaching a weekend workshop on mediumship and a day-long course on um, spirit guides. But you can find all of that on the website the rest of the time I'm traveling and having a wonderful and fantastic time. A million thank yous for coming on today. We and just I love hope, having you on. I hope that in your travels you will make room for Sarasota in your itinerary because I'm telling you, you would be a smash hit here, Marie. <laughs> I am working on that, Gary. I'm looking for that mint on top of my pillow when I come visit you there guys. There you go. And it'll, of course, hugging it'll you guys. Be there. Oh, I'm looking Join forward to it. Join us next Friday. Next Marie Friday, 10 a.m. That's right. Thank you, Marie, very much. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We're very happy to have you with us each and every Friday and Saturday. Next time, Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, the next edition of Manson Mitchell. Until then, have a wonderful weekend.